Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Shane. That's my name. I'm here as Bard Alexander. And Blake. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Eldritch Fighter slash Wizard. I keep forgetting to mention that. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the Human Rogue. So, the last time on Dungeons & Debacles podcast, if I can remember correctly, it's been so long. <laughs> um... <laughs> Let's see, uh, you guys uh, were given um, some maps and scrolls and passwords and a plan to infiltrate the Isle of Insight to steal the artifact, the Amulet of Dominion. You made it to the embassy of the Isle of Insight, and the last time we saw you, you were getting ready to get onto a boat. Um, as you and the other students board the boat, it's a very large riverboat, about 20 feet wide and 60 feet long. It's made of wood, and there doesn't appear to be any visible means of propulsion. There is no mast and no paddles that you see. Um, somebody give me a perception check. I will attempt to perceive. It's all coming back to me. A whole six. Um... You, Passive of 10. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you don't really uh, notice anything uh, other, uh, about the boat. Sweet. As uh, you guys are getting on the boat, um, you notice... Uh, uh, give me another perception check. Nine. Those bad rolls out of the way. Intervals of three, man. Three's my lucky number, but these rolls are unlucky. Okay. Anybody else want to give me a perception check? There you go. That's a 19. Um, Talia notices that uh, Adel is no longer with you in your party. Hey, uh, where'd that one guy go? I don't know. Good riddance. Wow, that's pretty cold of you. So, uh, after everyone gets on the boat, uh, you see the deckhands cast off the lines, and uh, your uh, Idris, the, uh, the gnome who is uh, your wizard contact that gathered you on the boat, starts to cast a spell on the helm of the boat, and it starts to move through the water at a good clip upriver. As you're settling in on the boat, you notice there's about ten other novices uh, with you. They're all dressed in fine robes, and you think it must cost a pretty penny to attend the school on the Isle of Insight, um, because it looks like they have some money. Um, none of the other novices appear to have attendants with them, and their lack of attendance and your older age kind of make you stick out on the boat. All but one of them appears to be in their teens. The other one uh, that doesn't appear to be in their teens is a drow woman you judge to be about 60 in elf years. 
She is purposely reading a book and trying to ignore a tall, attractive human boy with uh, shoulder-length blonde hair who appears to be about 16 who's talking to her. There's another human boy uh, that's younger, maybe about 12, with shaggy brown hair that's currently watching the exchange. There's a young male elf with silver robes and blonde hair looking over the side of the boat, having a conversation with a female dwarf dressed in a bright yellow robe. There's a chubby male halfling dressed in leather and a green cloak sitting on a crate towards the aft of the boat snacking on a pastry. Toward the bow of the boat, there's three human females sitting in a circle having a conversation. The resemblance between them is striking. They all have black hair and similar faces and all close in age. You think they're probably about 14 or 15 years old. And you think they're probably related considering how much they look alike. And then at the helm of the boat, you see a male man who appears to be in his 30s asking question after question, question after question to the helmsman about the boat. You can tell the helmsman is trying to be civil, but is getting tired of answering questions. Okay. Um, I would like to go up to the 12-year-old and introduce myself. Okay. So as you're walking toward... You're talking about the 12-year-old boy, right? That's correct. So as you uh, walk towards the uh, the 12-year-old boy, you notice that the, uh, the attractive older boy appears to be hitting on this drow girl without much success. And that younger boy watching the exchange says with a smirk, you know you're trying to court a woman who's older than your mother, do you not? Let me know how that works out for you, friend. And then the drow snorts a laugh from behind her book and the older boy turns red, obviously embarrassed and furious. And he begins casting a spell and reaching out for the younger boy. Uh, Juliet and Alexander, um, since you're spellcasters, you can give me an arcana check. Sure thing. You got it, Blammo. Ooh, seven on my end. Nineteen. So, Alexander would know that uh, this 16-year-old older boy is beginning to cast Chill Touch. So, the other person who recognized the spell is Idris, the uh, the gnome wizard. He begins casting a spell uh, you don't recognize, and the boy's spell fizzles. And the uh, the gnome uh, yells, Flynn, you fool! Do you want to be expelled before you can even reach the tower? Klep casts Mage Hand and boxes the boy's ear. Let that be a lesson to you all. No casting magic unless you're told to do so and under the direction of a senior wizard or, or upperclassman. And absolutely no attacking other students. Am I clear? And the Yes, uh, sir. Yeah, and the other uh, students on the uh, boat uh, say yes. And then the uh, gnome spits. Necromancy. Shame on you, Thomas. And whoever taught someone your age that spell. And you, Kirby, as he looks at the younger boy who is uh, teasing the older boy. Teasing older, more powerful people isn't going to help you win friends, and it may just get you hurt. And then a uh, awkward silence falls across the boat as uh, Idris uh, glares at the other students. And then the gnome says, I suggest you get to know each other and make nice. We still have hours before we reach the aisle. Every one of you will be studying and working with each other at the school for what will seem like a very long time. Few, if any of you, will make it to graduation, and your studies will be hard and take years. But I'm sure you were warned of that before you came here. Chances are even more slim that any of you will reach the rank of Archmage. 
And I'm also sure some of your rich parents sent you here to either learn enough not to kill yourselves or just to get you out of their hair until you could be married off or sit out on your own as merchants, nobles, or adventurers. But I don't see that last in any of you. We will weed you out soon enough. We always do. Then you can go back to whatever gilded cage you came from. Idris huffs and walks back to his chair near the helm and sits down. He pulls a book from under his robe and begins reading. So, uh, Talia, did you want to say something to the boy? Yeah, I'll, I'll sit down next to him and say, um, wow, that got pretty tense. Yeah, I've known Thomas for a while. He could be a hothead. I'm Talia. I'm Kirby. It's nice to meet you, Kirby. Nice to meet you, too. Where are you from? Well, I'm from kind of all over. My parents traveled a lot. And what do your parents do? They're merchants. Uh, they they travel all over the place selling goods and wares, whatever makes money. So are you coming to the aisle as a student? No, I'm, I'm coming here uh, with a family friend as her um, lady's maid. Oh, is it that dragonborn? Yeah, she's pretty cool. She looks imposing. That is also true. So will you be here the entire time throughout their studies? It could be years. Yeah, I... I went as a favor. I'm kind of hoping to learn, you know, maybe pick something up. Magic-wise? Maybe. Maybe just, you know, knowledge in general. Well, they say knowledge is power. That they do. Anyway, I just wanted to introduce myself. Well, it was nice to meet you. I'm sure I'll be seeing you on the aisle. I'm sure I'll see you around. And I'll, uh, I'll walk back to the group. Can I go talk to Idris? Whatever the guy in charge is. Uh, absolutely. I go and approach him, and I tap him on the shoulder, since he's reading a book, yeah? So, uh, he puts the book down, and he turns around to look at you and says, What do you want? Hey, I I saw the commotion that happened earlier. I I just had a quick question for you, if you wouldn't mind. Go ahead. So, whenever a blonde guy was trying to do a spell, you said that he was casting necromancy? Yes. But wasn't he casting chilling touch? That is a necromatic spell. I guess I got it mixed up. It's my bad. Is there anything else? Nope. I'm uh, I'm just going to stop being a hindrance. Thanks. He uh, gives you a nod and goes back to reading. I step away. That was a good impression, huh? <laughs> of what? <laughs> Ignorance. Yep. Oh, were you trying to be uh, ignorant? Or uh, were you lying uh, about that? No, I didn't realize that it was a necromantic spell. I thought it'd be more of like an elemental kind of thing. Yeah, I just... Necrotic damage if I don't, if I recall correctly, so... All right, so is there anything else you want to do on the boat uh, before you approach uh, the aisle? I think I'm good. All right, so uh, after a few hours, uh, as you approach the Isle of Insight, the first thing you see is a sliver of bright white light in the distance, like the sun drawn into a line coming from the ground and reaching into the sky. As you get closer, you see it's the sun reflecting off an impossibly tall silver tower. It's without a doubt the most impressive thing you've ever seen. It must be at least 100 stories tall. It's easily the tallest thing you've ever seen and think it had to have been built by magic. As you get even closer, you begin to see the aisle itself. It appears to be about three miles wide. As you approach land, you see the docks here are much smaller than Carnley. It's also much less populated than Carnley, with smaller, and by smaller I mean five to ten story buildings, 
surrounding the tower. There appears to be a lot of planning in the arrangement of buildings, and there's a lot of green space here. It's without a doubt the most impressive thing you've probably ever seen, and it must be at least 60 stories tall. Does anybody want to give me a history check? I'll stand aside, boys. God damn it, six. (laughs) I think I got an eight. Yeah, six, eight, and eleven. With that check, you would know that the Isle of Inside has been around a really, really long time. You know, it's one of the few places that survived the Age of Ruin largely untouched because of its geography and because it's an island full of powerful wizards. Um, You know, the Isle is the center of magic and magical training in Suell. The grand majority of the most powerful and respected wizards in at least recent times trained here. You also know they have a lot of embassies around the world. Um, Most of the larger cities uh, in the world will have an embassy uh, in them. And uh, although it's located in the Plains Nation, it's considered its own country because who's going to tell a city full of powerful wizards what to do? Um, You know, it's ruled by a council of powerful archmages, but that's about it. Um, You also know they have an ambassador and advisors... um, who uh, advise rulers around the world, and many of them serve as court wizards. They don't try to rule nations, but when they speak, rulers listen. Your boat goes about a half mile east from the main docks and lands. There's no hustle and bustle here like uh, you would have in a market or warehouse district that are traditionally off of uh, docks. Um, This appears to be a private dock for the use of the tower. As you disembark from the boat, you see several carriages waiting for you. All the uh, footmen and workers here appear to be dressed in silver-colored silk tunics with a black symbol on the chest. And hold on a just a second. Symbol. Okay, so if uh, you're in the uh, in the world map right now, I've just put a map up of uh, the Isle of Insight. You can uh, see that the big circular place is the uh, the tower off to the uh, west. And I've also uh, just put a uh, the picture of uh, the symbol on the uh, livery. Got it. All right. You're loading into the carriages, and um, there's uh, the uh, the footmen in the livery that are you know taking your baggage um, and loading it onto another carriage, and uh, you're taken to the tower. Um, so you are on this road for probably about 10 minutes. You notice a lot of, uh, the areas of this town where you're going through kind of like the, uh, the embassy section. Um, you're seeing, you know, flags from different nations on, uh, the different houses there. So you think that's probably their embassies as you get closer to the tower, you notice there's no gates and no guards, uh, near the entrance. And uh, you think anyone with the courage or the stupidity to attack the center of magic in this world would soon regret their mistake. Tower is about 100 feet wide at its base and tapers to a point like a cone at the top. It's smooth, unblemished silver without windows and it has one silver 15 foot wide, 20 foot tall door at the base. There is uh, like a a park that surrounds the tower. You see a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of benches and um trees um after you uh the carriages stop and everyone gets out idris says welcome to the tower the seat of magic in this world and your home for the next several years the copper piece tour will begin tomorrow 
I'll show you to your new home and the students' quarters, except the two of you I hear. And he looks at uh, Juliet and Alexander and says, um, As I understand, your boarding has been arranged at the Tower Inn. I wonder how you'll pay for that for years, but that isn't any of my business. It's to the north of the Tower. Don't be late for your orientation tomorrow. We won't be sending you a courtesy wake-up call. Be there at 8 in the morn or you'll be sorry. You'll meet with Mage Cirrus Juran tomorrow morning in the front of the tower. He'll be your caretaker from now on. Mind him well and you shouldn't have any trouble. Cross him and, well, good luck with that. Your rooms have been assigned and dinner is waiting on you, as well as the student uniforms you'll wear and your sigil that will grant you access to the tower. You will not be allowed in the tower without the sigil, so don't forget it. Is there any questions? And no one else in your group is uh, saying anything. So, uh, are you guys uh, headed to the inn? Yeah. Where do we? Uh, where are we picking up our stuff again? Um, they've uh, the footmen have taken um, your baggage and uh, taken it off the carriages and set it out for you. Okay. So currently, you are on this side of the tower right here, where I'm pinging. And then the yep. tower ends just right here. It's probably less than like maybe 150 yards. Okay. And uh, what time of day is it? Uh, right now it's late afternoon. Okay. Uh, I like to just head to the end. Ask really if she has anything against it. By all means. I'd like to take a look around and see if, well, what sort of things they have available here. Okay. You can take a look around or you might even be able to find a map. Um, through a vendor or they may even have one at the uh, inn. I was just going to say heading to the merchant district is probably the best move to find something if we need it. And a map is a good idea as well. But uh, just to browse because I didn't bring any gold with me because someone else has it all. That I do. Do you need some? Uh, no, not right now. Uh, give me a uh, history check. Alright. So 23. Okay. So you would know... Um, on the Isle of Insight, you know, they've got some, you know, some mundane stuff going on um, that they create here in their industrial district. But uh, where the uh, the merchants or the mercantile really shines on the Isle of Insight is basically this is like the, the wholesaler for a lot of magical items in uh, Suel. So one of the main industries uh, that goes on here is uh, mages will uh, create, you know, very common magical items up into, um, you know, some um, more powerful items, and um, they sell them. And in the the merchant district, the representatives basically make sales to, you know, people uh, and traders from all over Suel that, you know, take them back to their uh, various cities and towns and uh, resell them. So, if there's any magical item that you're looking for, you're going to be able to find it in the Merchant's District, but whether or not you can afford it is a different story. <laughs> Alright, that is good to know. Yeah, so basically anything that's not an artifact, <laughs> um, you're going to be able to find it here. Who knows, we might accidentally stumble upon a pile of gold in someone's room. Oh no. Was that a hint? Yeah, no. All right, so you guys are here by the tower. Uh, the students' quarters are down here uh, at number three to the south here. 
The Tower Inn is where you're going to be staying, which is number two uh, right here on the map. Okay. Uh, just can I ask a couple questions real quick? Sure. Uh, so do we have a time limit that we have to get this thing by? Uh, you weren't given one. Okay. Uh, do we know how long this, uh, this room's paid for? Well, you don't actually know how long it's paid for. Okay. Um, you just know just that to... it was arranged hastily and it qu- costs quite a bit of money. Got it. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure to see what, uh, what stipulations we have to get this thing. I mean, you could always ask uh, at the, the front desk of the Tower Inn uh, what you're paid through. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. So, what do you guys want to do? I'm ready to just go to sleep and wait till tomorrow. Make sure to ask before you sleep. Got it. So, you guys headed to the Tower Inn? Correct. Anything you need, Talia? Not right now, although I do want to check out the the uh, Merchant District at some point. All right, we'll make that a priority then. Well, you do have... Uh, you know, probably a couple hours before even um, sunset. Oh, okay. That's yeah, you said. Yeah, you said the late afternoon. So I was like thinking like six o'clock, seven. It's, it's probably more like four or five. Okay. So you've probably got like two or three hours before the sun sets. In that case, okay. I'd like to go to <laughs> to the merchant district. Okay. So uh, Shane, you're going to the inn, and Talia, you're going to the merchant district. What are you doing, uh, Juliet? Uh, like I said, I was going to head to the merchant district and check things out. Not buy anything though. Okay. Um. So let's do uh, the merchant district first. Um. Are you carrying your your baggage and luggage with you, or are you dropping that off? Dropping it off, definitely, and securing it so people don't go and peek inside. Okay, so let's just say you're all going to the Tower Inn first, then. Sure. So uh, you walk to the Tower Inn, and the place is just incredible. It's every bit as impressive as the Carnley Inn and Stables. It's rose marble and six stories tall and about 100 feet on a side. There's a bronze fence and gate surrounding the inn with stables in the back. You walk inside, and there's these gray marble floors with dark wood walls and a massive fireplace in the lobby. There's silver chandeliers without any visible means of suspension given off magical white light. There's a front desk made of dark wood and three attendants on duty. You see a bellhop that appears to be a human man of strong build near the desk waiting to take someone to the room. So who's approaching the desk? I'll approach. Alexander goes up to the desk and the desk attendant is a human in red livery with a gold embroidered key on his chest. He says... Welcome to the Tower Inn. I'm Chet. How may I be a service to you? Hey, we're here to check in. Um, uh, we're on the names of... I've forgotten our alter. Out of character, I've forgotten our alter egos. What is it again? <laughs> that, uh, you forgot your name? Your name is Fiddle Hatch. Doral Fetch, right? No, he just told you. It's Fiddle Hatch. Hatch. Fennel Hatch, okay. Uh, yeah, we're, I'm here to come in by the name of Fennel Hatch. So uh, he checks the ledger in front of him and says, Yes, I have your booking here, along with a Yorish red scale. Your rooms are ready, and here are your keys. Let us know if there's anything we can do to help you. Hamlin, our attendant is at your service if you require assistance with your baggage. Would you like your supper brought to your rooms, or will you be dining in our banquet room? 
Or perhaps you need counsel on dining establishments in the city. Uh, hey, I th- what do you think, Juliet? <laughs> Fucking Red Scale. Is it Red Scale? I- I'm terrible with names. I always forget. I'm My sorry. name is Yorish Red Scale, and you'd best not forget it. I was saying it out of character, for sure. You're bad. Yes, well... I will be dining with my, what do they call it, handmaiden? Upstairs in our own room. But I did have one question. I really do value my privacy. Is this entire place, or at least the rooms, covered by some sort of interrupting magic so that we may have privacy? No, we do not have an on-site wizard. That's a real shame. Are you in need of a wake-up call? We have a clock. We can also have breakfast waiting on you at any hour. Oh, yes, definitely. What do you think, Fennel? Or Master Hatch, I suppose. Shall we wake up at, say, 6.37? I believe they told us 8 was our destination time. That gives us plenty of time to get ready. Yeah, I'd say uh, wake up call at 6.30, breakfast at 7. Absolutely, no problem. Thanks. Well... Let's get our belongings upstairs. So Chet snaps his finger and uh, Hamlin, the human, comes over um, and asks, uh, do you require any assistance with your baggage? I think we should be fine. Do you need any help? Well, I'm not going to dirty my hands by walking all the way up there with our luggage. If you could, Hamlin, I'd very much appreciate it to bring uh, just a couple suitcases. Well, one. Absolutely. And uh, he... Uh, takes the bag and uh he's ready to go you could uh do you know what rooms you're staying in they're on the keys i look at my key it uh, appears that you are in uh on the fifth floor um 502 and 503 okay uh do you guys happen to have an elevator or is it just stairs chet says uh absolutely we have an elevator it's over to the right at the end of the hall. Perfect. I go and start walking to the elevator. Okay, so you get to the elevator, and it's basically set up exactly like the uh, the other one uh, that you saw in uh, Carnley was set up. Probably the same magical manufacturer. So uh, you get inside the uh, elevator, and Hamlin's uh, ask you what floor you're going to. Fifth. And as you say fifth, the uh, elevator starts moving, and a... Uh, few minutes later um it stops and the door opens and you're on the fifth floor i start making my way to my room uh are there just numbers outside of uh the entrances yes let's keep on walking until i see mine uh you don't have to walk very far you are the second and third room and your keys open the door easy enough uh i give uh there was a person helping uh, Red Skill, yeah? That is correct. I go and give over uh, four gold to the person helping her. Um, and uh, Hamlin says, thank you very much. Just let us know if there's anything we can do to make us stay more enjoyable. Thank you. And he leaves. Yes, we're going in our rooms. Yes, let's get settled in before we discuss what we're going to do. Uh, also, Talia, because this place isn't protected by magic that I don't suppose you've learned a couple of discreet hand signs or ways of talking differently so we can remain hidden and undiscovered. Um, Talia would have I picked mean, up on thieves' cant on the streets. I knew I would know something like that. <laughs> uh, okay, so I would tell them that I know thieves' cant, some of it. I don't know or, that Juliet would know that. But 
There's probably a chance that Alexander may, since he is a bard. Yeah, he'd definitely be able to do something like that. Or at least know some of it. Yeah, should I do like a check or is it just something that I would just intrinsically like? Uh, give me a intelligence check, maybe? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do an intelligence check, I guess. Twelve. Twelve. So, I'll say that you know like a little bit of it, like some, you know basic uh some words and you know representatives of of action uh actions but you don't know like all the nuances of it yeah so i can like kind of get the context but not the full understanding yeah it would be like you know having you know one semester of spanish and like going to mexico and expecting to be functional you're just not you're going to pick up on some stuff but not you know, know exactly what people are saying. Got it. I go and uh, express this to the other two. Uh, so, out of character, um, in, for my own future reference and possibly for your help, I've posted a link that has translations for Thieves Can't. This, this should make uh, RPing fun and interesting. So, Alexander tells you that uh, he knows uh, Little Thieves Can't. Okay. Um, I tell them that I will. Uh, help them learn some useful phrases uh, for future use, but not here where we can be overheard. Well, I mean, it's not like, you know, you're in, like, paper-thin walls of an America's Fair. Best Value, you know, travel motel, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. You have, you, you have some privacy. I mean, you, you are in rooms, so there's a reasonable all. expectation of, you know, whatever you say in these rooms that uh, people aren't going to hear you unless they're like, you know, by the keyhole, you know, listening. Are you teaching them this now or were you going to the market um, district or what are you doing? I feel like maybe when we have a little bit more time, it would be better to, to sit down with them a little later. Because um, I know that at least two of us want to go to the market district. So maybe this evening, uh, if we have dinner delivered to our room, then uh, we can go over it over dinner. Yeah. I was going through the uh, simple uh, thieves can't and all the other like usually there's like one English uh, phrase for the can't like what you're meaning to and then I get to G and it's gallows and there's like four like 15 different ways to say gallows and it's just so out of place. Well I mean you know thieves around gallows a lot I guess it's like you know having Inuit people you know having you know 15 different words for snow. Yeah, there's also like 15 things for hanged. There's a word for a stolen calf. <laughs> Ooh, not getting that calf. Okay, back. sorry. Back into character. Um, so yeah, uh, I can teach you guys some stuff over dinner that'll help us out. You betcha. All right. So are you going to have dinner now, or what? What are you guys doing next? Are you going to the, mar the market district? I'm just chilling here for a minute. I'm going to ask very nicely if I can have a little bit of pocket money for the market district. Yeah, how much are you thinking? Like 10 gold? You got it. I gave her 10 gold. Come on. Spoil her a little bit. 10 more. Mm, 10 gold's a lot of money. Oh, now it's a lot of money for me. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want 10 gold, you just gotta ask. Give me a, uh, give me a history check. Me? Any of you can. 10. 19. So, Juliet uh, would know that, um, 10 gold uh, with the exchange rate and the prices in the city is not a lot of money. 
it's probably worth about half that value just because there's so much gold that, that flows in and out of this city. They would be like um, like a New York City or like Boston exchange rate for the cost of living on this small little island where uh, most of it's set up for rich merchants and powerful dignitaries. All that to say that 10 gold's about worth f uh, like five or six gold, depending on your haggling skills uh, on this island. Yeah, so the exchange rates are a little more pricey. How do you mean well, you have one of the highest places of magic, of course, and it's settled all next to this nice, big, watery area where merchants can come and deal in goods, exotic and magic, things they probably can't unload very easily elsewhere. Places like Carnley, you know. How many magic shops did you see there? Not like Nothing like that, what they have here, I'm sure. So all of that money isn't going to be worth quite as much because on here there's not much of a choice in terms of where you get your stuff. Granted, it is higher quality, but it's still going to be expensive. Makes sense. Here you go on. But ironically enough, magical items here are actually cheaper Standard. because this <laughs> is the source. But, you know, if you know, you're getting a, a steak dinner or you know, buying some mundane goods, they have to ship some of that stuff in. And considering people who live here have a lot of money, uh, those things are more expensive. Yeah, so I go and give another 10 uh, to a uh, little one. So you guys leaving or uh, just like to hang around? Well, we are obviously going to the merchant quarter. Would you like to join us? Yes, no, maybe so. I think I'm good. We have our first day of school tomorrow. Yeah. Got you a new book bag. I'm with you guys. What's that? Am I going with you guys, or am I hanging out at the hotel? And I would imagine that you're going with Juliet, so I gave you pocket money. No, I mean oh. to school. Um, I think you would probably just stick around here, since uh, we're the students, and you have to have the sigil to get inside. We'll see you at the front door. Hmm? Oh, also, uh, check to see how long we're actually supposed to be in here. Yeah, I was going to check up on that whenever uh, you guys went away. Okay, perfect. Shall we, Miss Talia? I think we shall. All right, so uh, are you leaving the uh, hotel? Yes. Um, are you going to walk there or hire a carriage? I think walking is probably the most cost-effective way. True. I agree. So if you start walking, um, you are going to walk through this grand open area here uh, where I'm pinging. And this is uh, Central Park of uh, the Isle of Insight. Uh, you see a large um, pond in the middle of it. Um, there's fountains and trees everywhere, uh, large open spaces um, where you uh, see people just lounging and reading uh, uh, books because it's a, it's a nice evening. Uh, you walk here to the east uh, down this road and then you'll start seeing um, merchant buildings um, with uh, signs for all sorts of uh, goods and services. Is there a, if there's anything in particular that you're looking for, you could probably just ask somebody on the street and they would be, or another vendor and they'd be able to tell you. But as uh, you're walking through here, you notice that um, the buildings are getting closer together and uh, it appears that some of these buildings have uh, multiple floors with uh, different businesses on each floor. Um, I am going to, to see where, like, magical clothing would be. Okay. Um, so 
as you're walking deeper and deeper in, you're going to start seeing larger buildings uh, with uh, advertisements for uh, magical items. You can wander around for a little bit and find what you're looking for or ask someone on the street. I'm looking for cloaks. Specifically cloaks that might bend shadows and lights. Okay, so um, we'll say that uh, you find a, uh, a store with uh, magical clothing in it. It is a white three-story building and there is a platinum sign out in front of it. And in gold lettering, it says the wizard's wardrobe. Um, is Juliet still with me? Yep. Hey, uh, can you ask that guy if they have any cloaks that, like, bend shadows or or something cool like that? Uh, of course. It might be a little out of our price range, but I guess it doesn't hurt to ask. Well, I just want to see what the price range would be. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to walk in there and take a gander. Okay, as you uh, walk in... There is a human who appears to uh, run the store that uh, sees you come in. And right now there's not, uh, there's only like one other person inside the store and they appear to be browsing. He sees you walk in and says, um, welcome to the wizard's wardrobe. May I help you? Yes. uh, Good evening. I'm looking for, say, uh, a cloak, something that can... I don't know, bend shadows or uh, make you hidden in some way. I want to play a really good prank on a friend of mine. Hmm. Would you happen to have any of that stuff? Yes, we would. I believe you're looking for a cloak of elven kind. I'm not 100% sure what that is, but I assume that is what I want. Uh, it, it will help you hide if you have the wo- uh, the hood up. Ah, the, the cloak okay. will, will it, it'll shift colors to camouflage you against your background. Would you like to see one? I certainly would. So uh, he leads you uh, to the uh, the back of the shop of the shop, and you see all kinds of uh, of different cloaks hanging on pegs, and um, starts uh, looking around and pointing his finger until he points to uh, this one that. Uh, appears to be like a greenish gray cloak he pulls it off the peg and uh he uh holds it out for you uh to like slip into oh very nice i don't suppose you did have a smaller version um he says all of our cloaks could be tailored to fit any frame oh perfect that's even better than i thought this one is quite stylish i have to say how much would it be Yes, that will be uh, 5,500 gold. It's an awful lot to pull a prank off. Now, I may be back to purchase this again. I'm glad you were getting this cloak. You certainly produce good items, or at least sell them in a very courteous and acceptable way. I'll make sure to let my friends know that you sell quality items. And again, I might be back should I need it. Yes, you do that. And you kind of get the impression that he's kind of like a little peeve that you've wasted his time if you didn't have the money. Well, have a fair evening, sir. You as well, ma'am. All right. Julia's going to walk outside and uh, (laughs) inform Talia that it might be a little out of our price range. Well, shoot. I don't think I can pickpocket that much. Mm, It might not be worth trying to do that. Just because of how much magic there is around, who knows what kind of spells. Yeah, you kind of get the feeling that... (laughs) a lot of magic on this island that probably a lot of these businesses are magically protected. Give me a uh, give me an arcana check. Oh, me as well? Yes. 
<laughs> a nine. Um, you don't notice anything strange about the outside of the building. Uh, is there anything else you want to do in the market district? Anything else you want to look for? An ice cream shop. Okay. So, uh, when you started entering the market district, you noticed that there was some, uh, dining establishments and confectionaries. So, uh, we'll say that, uh, one of the, uh, the, the candy shops, uh, has, uh, frozen cream. I'd like to purchase some of that because I've never had any before. All right. They've got a bunch of different flavors, strawberry and chocolate, vanilla, gooseberry. I'll try, uh, a scoop of chocolate and a scoop of strawberry. Okay. So that'll be, uh, one gold piece. Happily handed over. And it is delicious. Roll for delicious. <laughs> um. Man, I'm looking at some of the prices. Like uh, they're pretty high. Yeah, plus three weapon is sixteen thousand gold pieces. Granted, plus three is the highest you can get. Right, but if well, if you had one of those, you'd be rolling in it if you sold it. Huh. Hell, a, vorp- yeah. a vorpal sword's twenty four thousand. Would it be a Constitution save against deliciousness? <laughs> uh, yeah. A Holy Avenger is is the most expensive thing on this list, and it's 165,000 gold pieces. I got a 17 on my constitution save for delicious. Uh, you succeed. It is Yay. very delicious. Well, we probably have some stuff that we could sell, but I think all of that stuff is held by Adel at the moment, so... Uh, I think uh, Shane's got the bag, doesn't he? Or who has the bag? Yeah, I have all the gold. Uh, I meant the magic items. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm in possession of ones that no one has yet. Okay. All right. So is there anything else you want to do in the merchant district? Not I. That was it for now. All right. Uh, and Shane, did you say you were going downstairs, uh, uh, in the inn? That is correct. We'll, we'll just say that, uh, you guys make it, uh, Juliet and, uh, and, uh, Talia, you make it back to the, uh, inn with no problem. So, uh, what are you, what are you doing, Shane, downstairs? Uh, I'm going to go to the guy at the front desk. It's uh, Chet. He's still on duty. Hey, Chet. How's it going? I'm well, sir. Can I help you with something? Yeah, I just have a question or two. Um, One about my room and the other about uh, the local area. I will answer them to the best of my ability, sir. Yeah, so uh, would it be possible for you to figure out how long our room is paid for? Mm, Yes, a moment. And uh, he uh, thumbs through the ledger and finds your name. He, you see him going across the page and it says, uh, it appears that your room is paid for on a monthly basis and you'll pay it up through the end of the month. Perfect. And, uh, would you happen to have a map of the local area? Yes, we do. And he reaches, uh, underneath the counter and he pulls out like this, one of the fold out maps. And, uh, he does the, uh, the, uh, the thing that all, uh, hotel, uh, clerks sit at, every hotel does when they pull out the map they pull it out and he pulls out this quill and ink pot he says uh you are currently here and he circles a a spot on the map uh to indicate uh, the tower in and then he goes through uh the different districts he he says uh down here below us is the tower you're currently at the tower inn here's central park Here's the embassy district. He circles that or points to it. And then he says, and here are the, the housing district where most of the workers in the town live. This is the merchant district where you can find just about anything that you would be looking for. 
And then this is the industrial district where many of the goods here are made on the island. If you would like any specific information about any business, I can help you with that as well. Got it. Thanks. Um, I think that's all I need for now. Very well. Have a good night. Uh, I go and walk away over to the elevator. Juliet and Talia, you make it uh, back to um, uh, the inn. I'm assuming you're probably going to want dinner at some point. You can order that if you want. I was just about to say that. Uh, I would go to the front desk for that, correct? Uh, yes. Okay, perfect. Juliet's going to order some food. And Talia, I don't know if you have your own tasted food or not. but uh, I'm, I'm used to eating trash, so pick something for me. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Chet gives you a menu and, uh, you see, uh, some stuff on here, uh, about like traditional Kopeth cuisine, uh, with, uh, it says spicy. Uh, there's also a selection of, uh, regionally sourced games such as boar and venison and, uh, such. And there's even some, uh, vegetarian options. You think that's probably for the elves. <laughs> so we'll just say that you choose something. Yeah. And you're going to have it sent to your room. Can I have ice cream for dinner? I'm not even sure if they sell that, but if they do provide it, then I don't see why not. Yeah, you see that they, they do have ice cream on the menu. I will I will simply order uh, a scoop of, of every flavor they have. Uh, Chet's eyes go a little wide at that, like uh, he's looking at Juliet like you're a bad parent. Oh, no, 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 sir, you don't, you misunderstand. Most of that is for me. I'm a bit larger than the average person, you know. Whatever you say, ma'am. We'll have it sent to your rooms right away. Much appreciated. So if there's nothing else that you're doing downstairs, we'll just say that you take the elevator and you're upstairs in your rooms. That sounds good to me. So uh, after about 30 minutes or so, uh, you hear a, a knock on your door and it's uh, room service with your food. Perfect. So, with our food, and, uh, let's see, right, we need to give him a tip, uh, or I guess the staff there, we're gonna tip him two gold, if that's what they're expecting? Um, room service takes the, uh, the gold and says, thank you, is there anything else I can get you? Um, not tonight, but do you provide bathing services, or at least a hot tub? Yes, we can have hot water brought to your room, you have a tub, each room has its own tub. Perfect. Uh, if we could do that tonight, that would be much appreciated. Absolutely, ma'am. Is there anything else? I don't believe so. That's it. Excellent. I'll have the hot water brought to your rooms. And with that, he leaves. Wow. And they gave us a month to do stuff here? We should just wait it out. I don't know how I'm going to save up that much money in a, in a month, but I'm going to do my best. <laughs> what, 5,500 gold for the, uh, the Cloak of Elvenkind? Well, yeah, I, I figured if, if they're going to be in school for long periods of time, what am I going to do other than, you know, find ways to earn money? Earn I mean, money. Uh, yeah, when, yeah, quote unquote earn. Well, uh, you hold know, on. earn, Please get that, get that five finger discount. Maybe find where they manufacture the cloaks and get one. Yes, you know. Oh, we can definitely do some, uh, some pickpocket side missions or uh, some thieving side missions. But if it doesn't go well for you, <laughs> it might be really bad. Well, I was. I was actually thinking that to gather information, I might get a, a secondary job as like a messenger or something and, you know, maybe earn a little coin on the side. You could absolutely do that. I don't know that you're going to make 5,500 gold in a month doing it. I can try. And that's that's really what matters. 
All right, so you've got your dinner, and uh, about 40 minutes later, um, some maids knock on your door with uh, hot water for the tub, uh, and they go in and, and fill the tub up for you. Uh, you notice there's like some scented soaps and a uh, scrub brush um, by the tub that you can clean yourselves with, and then the maids fill up the, the tub, and... Uh, Is there anything else I can do for your mom? I am a little embarrassed to ask this, but... Do you sell companionship of a sort? Uh, my roommate, or the gentleman in the other room, he has a pension for such things. He'd never ask directly, but uh, just curious. Yes, that is a service that we can contract. What sort of taste does this gentleman have? Hmm. I honestly can't pin one thing down. Maybe uh, someone with a fair, thin demeanor. Uh, an elf, preferably. Yes, but fair warning. Elves have a lot of, shall we say, pride, and come at a premium. This is no judgment on your means. Just, we've had patrons before that were very surprised by their price. Ah. I think I understand. Uh, I'll ask him about it later, but I'm glad you provide those services. The inn does not provide these services on site, but we can facilitate, shall we say, third-party providers. Is there anything else I can help you with, ma'am? Oh, uh, no, that's it. Thank you so much. As you wish. As always, just let us know if there's anything we can do to make your stay more pleasant. And they leave. <laughs> yeah, them L4 is going to cost you money, man. I would imagine. <laughs> All right, so well. you've had your dinner. You guys uh, have a bath drawn. I guess you're settling in for the night. Bathing, double checking that everything's ready for tomorrow, and uh, sleeping, I suppose. Um, yeah, one thing that we forgot to uh, talk about, too, in each one of your rooms is a box uh, that inside of it uh, are uh, a silver robe with that same black sigil that you saw. Um, on the, um, the, uh, the breast of, uh, the, uh, servants, except this is, uh, made out of, uh, what looks to be some, uh, black, um, metal, uh, in the shape of that, um, that is kind of like a brooch, uh, that you'll put on your robes. Uh, give me a nature check. I'm rolling. Nice. Fitting. Um, Shane, you would know that this is made out of, uh, adamantine. That sounds, uh expensive and useful it's the uh the same uh, metal that uh borscht bone breaker swords made out of the uh, metal is also difficult to create forge and shape which is probably why they used it as uh their sigil okay sounded familiar so is uh everyone settling in for the night yeah can we just assume that i did the same thing as them and order dinner and stuff oh absolutely yeah um how much did that dinner cost um, you don't know. Yeah, it's, uh... Oh, it, oh it's probably, yeah, it's probably paid for the month. Okay, I wasn't sure if, like, the dinner provided by the, uh, hotel was a thing attached onto our room service, or if it was, like, a extra thing that they have on the side. Yeah, this is like sandals, man. It's, like, all-inclusive. Except for the elf horse. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. All right. Uh... Going in the secret chat, huh? Yep. All right. Give me that uh, wisdom save. 12. 
Okay, so you are going to have some uh, pretty disturbing dreams tonight. You are going to... You don't exactly remember uh, what the dream was, but you, you, you get the feeling that there was... You only remember some dark impressions from the dream. Um, there was screaming and blood, and somehow a baby was involved. Um, but that's about all you remember. Okay. But, but you only get impressions of that. You don't know exactly what the, the dream was about. Got it. I, I'm just imagining right now that uh, what would happen if I just passed every single wisdom save. Just all of them. Then you would never know exactly what's going on. Yeah, that would be less fun, but probably more useful. I'm going back. All right, y'all, we're back. So oh. we're, we're curious, what kind of prostitute did you hire? What? Yeah, you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. What do you mean? Uh, never mind. Mm. You've besmirched his reputation. <laughs> Alexander will remember that. Only if you write it down in notes. So the, uh, the next morning comes, and you guys get a knock on your door about 6.30. Uh, that's your wake-up call. And then uh, 30 minutes later, uh, you get another knock on the door, and uh, room services brought you breakfast. Perfect. Easy enough. Um, assuming you take the breakfast and tip them appropriately. So um, it's about uh, 15 uh, till 8. So you think it's probably time to start moving to the tower? Yes, indeed. So I'm assuming uh, you're leaving the inn, and you go to the tower... And uh, you get outside the tower, and you notice that uh, other students have already gathered in front of the tower. Five minutes goes by, and uh, you hear a uh, um, like a, a clock toll uh, that you'd noticed last night too. But uh, it's uh, tolling eight o'clock, and uh, you think the, the sounds coming from the tower itself. Um, <clears throat> and at that, uh, there is a tall tiefling who appears to be in his middle years. Uh, opens the front doors of the tower and walks out and um, he starts uh, asking names and then uh, your ears perk up when uh, he gets to uh, your shred scale and uh, uh, fiddle hatch. Me. I just want to point out that I do have my flutes on me. just want to say it before it gets too late before I can say anything. Okay. Uh, do you, ha- you have anything? I'm assuming you don't have your crossbow. Um, no, I don't, I don't think I brought any weapons. I mean, the Probably the only thing that wouldn't be out of place is if, like, you had, like, a belt knife or a dagger. Yeah. So you could probably take uh, your dagger in and be okay. Yeah, I'll probably just uh, put my magic dagger on my on my side. All right. So uh, your ears perk up when you, uh, you're here, your name's called, and you're expected to respond based on what the other people have done. So we'll just assume that you do that. Yep. After he finishes the list, he says... It seems that all are accounted for. My name is Master Evoca Sirish Jurin. I will be your mother and your father in the coming years as Dean of Students. You may refer to me as Dean Jurin. You may come to me with any issues that may arise during your studies at the Tower. Within reason. I will not be entertaining issues of homesickness or bullying from other students. You have all come seeking arcane knowledge. It can be found here by students of the most serious intent, intelligence, 
and studious disposition. The answers of all the questions of the material and metaphysical can be found here by those who can receive them. Your instructors shall be stern but fair. You shall rise to the limits of your ability. Once you have reached those limits, you shall be sent away from the tower. We do this not as a cruelty, but as a kindness. Once you have reached the limits of your ability, anything else will be dangerous to you. After your time here, you shall ever be changed. You will know what many do not. We will train your mind not only for the arcane, but for logic and reason. Your studies will qualify you as an expert in all things. They will include, among other disciplines, history, languages, mathematics, politics, military strategy, commerce, finance, and agriculture. You are now part of an elite society, a member of the Tower of Insight. Welcome to your new life. Welcome to the Tower. So I think that's actually probably a good place to end it right there. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. A lot of people say this, but we really do want to hear from you. Are we shinier than a platinum piece? We're stankier than a cobalt's loincloth. Let us know what you liked and didn't like. Everything helps this make a better podcast for you. Got an idea for monsters, items, and commercials? Let us know about it. You might hear it in the show. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. We also have a website where you can learn more about the characters, lore, and maps of this world. You'll also find articles about Dungeons & Dragons and a whole lot more. Just search Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. Do you think the government of Luskane is spying on you and you don't have a social media account? Then email us at DungeonDebacle at gmail.com. You can also check out the theme song and all the commercials you heard on the podcast on our YouTube account. Just search Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. New episodes come out every Sunday, so check your podcast app. And now a word from this week's sponsor. Greetings, and welcome to the Wizard's Wardrobe. I'm the proprietor, Bala Chiral, at your service. We have Swell's most unique collection of magical items and potions. Have you ever wanted to fly? We have a potion for that. Have you ever wanted to be strong as a bull? We have an elixir that can make that happen. Did you use a magical item without knowing what it did? We have scrolls that can remove almost any curse. Once there was a young man that found a girdle, and when he put it on it turned him into a lady. That was quite a shock, I'm sure. We helped him with that too. Oh, where was I? Oh yes, the wizard's wardrobe. We have rods and wands and cloaks and robes to fit almost any discerning adventurer's need and all items have been identified by a certified wizard, so you know you're getting exactly what you paid for. Guaranteed! When you think of magic, think of the wizard's wardrobe. We're located on Elm Street in Luskane. And remember, if it didn't come from the wizard's wardrobe, who knows what you're getting? 
The music you heard on this episode was Four Origins, Intrepid, Water Prelude, Crowd Hammer, The Snow Queen, Teller of the Tales, Ghost Story, and Hero Down by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. You can find that at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.